This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Okay, it is hour number three of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you are having a fantastic day. Bobby Carella, Mavs.com, is going to join us here in just a moment and talk about a quite a disappointing loss. NBA teams were 138-0 and when leading it at, uh, at any point by 27 points or more this season, and then the Lakers came back and were leading actually with six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Mavs could not come back and, and uh, win the game. So one of the most disappointing losses in a long time as Bobby Carella, Mavs.com, joins us now here on 105.3 The Fan. Good afternoon, Bobby. Thanks for joining us again. Good afternoon, gentlemen. It is never good whenever you're on the wrong side of a huge number and O record whenever you do something. And uh, we found ourselves here a couple too many times this season, haven't we? Yeah, how bad of a sign is this? For Is there anything systemic that that's caused this? Is this small sample size? Is this guy's figuring things out and it's going to be fine? How do you approach that that whole feeling right now with where this thing is headed? Well, you know, I guess one game is just one game, but there are a lot of common themes that have been present throughout a lot of these losses this season, and it's typically like a lot of little things stacking up, right? For example, in the first half, you know, the Mavs built a 27-point lead, and they were up double digits like the whole time, but just think of how many and-ones the Mavs allowed, where they got beat and they committed just a cheap foul. The Lakers get an extra point. You're still up 22, no big deal, but all of a sudden at the end of the game, it would be real sweet if you had that extra point back. you know. And, and the Mavs this season in particular foul a lot, and they, they concede a lot of free throws. And then also turnovers have been an issue too. You know, This is a team that normally doesn't turn the ball over very often, but when they do, particularly when it's a live ball turnover, so the other team is getting a steal, the Mavs defense just they, they are not a very good transition defense this year, one of the one of the worst teams in the league in that category. And so you're up twenty seven points. One thing you want to do is don't foul and also don't commit turnovers, but the Mavs did a lot of both of those things and oftentimes they would commit a turnover and then commit a foul, like on the ensuing fast break. And so these are things that have been happening even in their wins, but especially in their losses and especially whenever they've been trying to nurse a big lead. You just got to take care of the details, dot the I's, cross the T's, and take care of business. But it's just unfortunately something that they have not been able to do often enough this year. You know, Bobby, you mentioned the turnovers, and you know they had their 17th turnover late in the game, the inbounds play. Luka doesn't realize you can go backcourt in that situation. And I just wonder, you know, your evaluation and how concerned are you now with Kyrie and Luka? And I know it's a small sample size and they're trying to figure out how to play together in these situations. Now you've got two studs and there seems to be a lot of confusion here. Late in, late in games, clutch situations with Luka and Kyrie and what to do, not only just getting the ball inbounded, but then you saw right before the All-Star break, the passing back and forth to one another. Neither knew which one was going to shoot here. What do you think moving forward in these late game situations? between Luke and Kyrie moving forward? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the pass back and forth thing against Minnesota, I'm not too worried about that because that was a, kind of a broken play, and it was the first game, and it's like all this excitement and stuff. But the one against the Lakers, pretty inexplicable. You know, I think, uh, you know, Luca. I, I don't know if he just panicked because Jared Vanderbilt kind of tipped the pass, and so Luca's sort of like, I don't know, kind of chasing the ball. But, you know, that is something that players generally know. This is a rule. You can throw it into the backcourt inside the final two minutes of games. And frankly, you know, I don't think it's on the coaching staff to tell that to Luca. The official himself says it on the floor. He says, you can throw it in the backcourt. Like, this is a widely understood rule. But it was a combination of Luca maybe panicking. And then also, you know, Kyrie tried to get him the ball, but Vanderbilt jumped the passing lane, maybe throw it a little further back, give Luca a little more room to go get the ball. Just kind of a, I, I don't know, it just didn't feel like they were totally in sync there. I think one interesting thing, that they could try moving forward. You know, how often late in games is Luca the guy that receives the inbound pass, but he's probably your best passer on the team. One of the best passers in the NBA, maybe let Luca be the trigger man, get the ball into Kyrie. And then you can run some handoff stuff or Luca can go set a screen or Kyrie just gives it right back, whatever the case may be. I think that now that you have another one of those alpha guys that defenses have to respect, you can afford to use Luca as the trigger man. And that opens up all sorts of opportunities for you to do different things that they haven't done this season outside of that simple action of Luca just inbounding the ball. So I think, you know, they got to experiment with that moving forward because, you know, these guys, Luca and Kyrie are too good and they're too dangerous with the ball in their hands to continuously, you know, not give themselves the chance to do something with it. You know, these, these turnovers late in games are, they're killers every single time. And so, you know, Dallas, Dallas has some work to do in that, uh, that area for sure. BobbyCrillamavs.com with us here in the G-Bag Nation. What would you think of Jason Kidd and, and the way he went about coaching that game yesterday and, and the comments that he had after the game? Yeah, the comments after the game were a little cryptic, huh? Um, yeah. You know, the, the one thing that you can say about that is, you know, Jay Kidd, I know during the game he kind of has like this very sort of like low-key demeanor, but in practice, in the locker room, away from the cameras – he is a big-time, big-time communicator. And so I don't think that, you know, anything that he would say to the media is something that the players haven't already heard. And, you know, specifically talking about Luca, for example, arguing with the officials or not getting back in transition or whatever. But, you know, it's kind of time for, like, let's see it on the floor, you know. So I don't, I don't know if it's like a message not being received or if it's something that, you know, Luca's trying to work on and get better at. Um, the techs are down a little bit over the last – I guess three or four weeks, I guess. So that, that is one uh, slight improvement there. But, you know, you don't want it to have to come to that, right? You don't want the coach to have to give some, like, epically cryptic quote after a, a, a really tough loss in order for things to change. You know, you'd like to see things change soon. And so, you know, hopefully that can be the case. But as far as the way that he coached the game, and I know that uh, that a lot of fans wanted him to call timeouts. But the thing is, like, it wasn't like they gave away the 27-point lead in, like, two minutes. It was this sort of like gradual chipping away, right? It was 27, and then it was 20, and then it was like 16, and then it was 12, and it just like very slowly happened. And, you know, he, he wants to let the players have a chance to figure it out themselves. Uh, you know, Rick Carlisle called timeouts a, a little too quickly at times, I think, sometimes. Um, and so, you know, I, I think Jay Kidd just has a different style there. It wasn't that the Lakers went on like a 16-0 run in three minutes. Where it was like, yeah, you have to call a timeout right now. Um, but, you know, the players weren't able to figure it out, and, and unfortunately um, that's kind of what happens. If, if you leave it up to them, sometimes they're going to deliver and sometimes they won't. 
Bobby, we can't say much about uh, too much about how much we appreciate you, man. I mean, you're just such a wealth of knowledge, and your insights are great. We are live at spring training, and we got to cut this one a little bit short, brother. But we look forward to catching up with you again soon. Talk of basketball. Oh, thank you, guys. Appreciate yes, you. sir. Yes, sir. Uh, a Mavericks team with a lot of questions around it. You can read more of Bobby's stuff at Mavs.com. Joining us now, a Rangers pitcher coming off a great season. We spoke with him last year at least once during our Rangers player show, and we wanted him back. It's awesome to have him back. Pitched three innings this afternoon against the Cincinnati Reds across town, and uh, the Rangers do lead that game currently 9-2 in the sixth inning as Martin Perez joins us here on 105.3 The Fan. Good afternoon, sir. How the heck are you? How you doing, guys? I'm good. I just uh, went out to the game, and you know, I feel really good today. Well, it's pretty cool to be able to talk to uh, a player while the game is still going on. <laughs> so thanks for giving us a ring here. How are you feeling this yeah, spring? No problem. I feel good. I've been feeling good. Uh, just building up for the World Baseball Classic. And, uh, you know, I feel uh, that everything is going well. And, uh, you know, just uh, trying to work on a couple pitches before uh, flying back to Miami. But uh, everything's going good. Well, Martin, you had a good outing, uh, three innings. How would you feel today? And, and what, what do you think of the new pitch clock? I know everybody's so anxious about the uh, rules and, and what do the pitchers think. I mean, I, it doesn't bother me because I like to, you know, have good tempo during the game. But I, I think it's something that we can use uh, for us as a pitchers. And, and, you know, I was uh, I was not ready during the game to, to throw a pitch, the pitch and and I see the umpire, you know, he caught a strike to the hitter. And I'm like, okay, thank you. But, you know, it's, uh, it's, sometimes it's confused because it's something new that we're going to try this year. But we, we, can, we can get better with that. But I, feel, I feel okay with that. Do you feel like being around guys like DeGrom, bringing in Evaldi, is that like raising your own game a little bit, being around these, uh, these other star pitchers? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, they've been, uh, they've been having like a, you know, strong career. And, and you know, they haven't uh, – uh, play your experience too so uh, I think it's gonna be uh, you know um, we're gonna handle the team on our back together I think that is the big, uh, biggest team this year and you just gotta stay healthy and, and go deep in the game more 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 we can but it feels good man having a body and the grown and John Gray you know and, and other Rossi I mean uh, we have a good communication I think we we got uh, building up a good plan for the season and, and move forward. Martin, you, you mentioned about having a plan for the season and stuff like that. Being a veteran pitcher yourself and having new manager, new coaches and stuff, is that something that you, you relish? You're like, hey, I'm excited about this? Or is like, well, I'm just going to try and be as successful as I can, kind of doing the things that I've always done? No, I think, uh, you know, we have what we need, and, and I'm excited to start the season because our team looks really, really good. Uh, we have what we need, and, and uh, you know, I, I have good feeling that, you know, something special is going to happen. Like I say, we just got to stay together, stay focused all season. I know it's going to be up and down, but, you know, we know how to handle those, those things. And, uh, you know, uh our goal as a pitcher, not just me, I think everybody, starter pitcher, we just going to go deep in the game, you know, trying to uh, give a chance to our team to win many games that we can and, and move forward. But, I mean, uh, it's exciting to be here with the Rangers, uh, have new faces, new coaches, and, 
and the new manager. You know, he's a he's an amazing manager, not just a manager, as a manager. I think as a person, he's he's really good, and 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 he understands, you know, players, and and that's why you, uh, as a player, that's what you're looking for. You know, have a manager that he understands you, and and you know, he always talk to us, and 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 you know, he's just trying to make us comfortable every day. Martin Perez with you here. Some great words there about the new skipper, Bruce Bochy. What what goes into being ready to pitch deeper in games, Martin? Have, have, you, have you been trying to work out, lifting more weights in the offseason, or, or what goes into that? No, I'm just trying to, you know, get my, my uh, routine back and, and don't trying to do much. I think, uh, you know, mix your pitches, trying to, you know, uh, move the ball, over the plate, and 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 you're gonna go deep in the game, no matter what. I think less pitch you throw, more try you can throw. That's one of my goals too. And and you know, trying to uh, you know just throw a lot of strikes. I think if you, we we do that, things little things together, and like I told you guys, something good is gonna happen. And and not just in, in my side, I think in in relievers too. I mean, they got a different mentality, and and we're ready to go. How's it been getting to work uh, with Mike Maddox again? I, I believe you got to work with him early in your career when he was with the Rangers before he left, but what's it been like this time around? I mean, Mike is an amazing person. Uh, one of the, uh, uh, you know, that good pitching calls in, in, in the league. And, you know, he's been around for a long time, and he knows how to talk to you, and he knows how to prepare the plan for the game. And that's good for us. And I haven't him before. And, you know, I know him really good and, and he knows me. So we have good communication. And, and, and I think what he's doing right now, like trying to make, you know, simple things or, 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 or you know, like he don't trying to um, explain to you a couple of things and you can, uh, I'm, I'm confused. Like he's a really simple guy and mm-hmm. he just wants you to, you know, attack the hitters, throw a lot of strikes and, and uh, you know, be ready every every day to to compete. Well, we had a blast watching you pitch last year. It was an All Star season for you. Was this off season any different? Did you get any more attention from fans when you were out and about going to the grocery store or anything? Yeah, yeah, because you know people know me a little bit more. But I'm the same guy, man. I mean, nothing changed. I'm a humble guy, and and I'm always gonna be out there for the fans. And and you know, I think uh, the fans been doing a great job. You know, and and you know, helping us and, and and you know, always be there for us and in the stand. So, but uh, you know, I think nothing changed. Everything is the same. I just trying to be ready for the season and and, and be ready every five days to go out there and win games. All right, Martin, we're going to be keeping a tally all week long, talking to uh, guys like you, your teammates, okay, and uh, trying to figure out what's the best uh, menu item at the fast food spot called Sonic. Are you familiar uh, with Sonic and their wide variety menu? Um, yeah, maybe. I've been, you know, I'll try a couple, couple, couple Sony uh, burgers and, and burritos, so. Ooh, nice. Okay, see, and that's the beauty of the Sonic. Are you going to get the burrito? Are you going to get the cheeseburger? What's the? Would you have a personal preference? Usually, when you're going fast food, are you going with the cheeseburger? Is that kind of the tried and true? Or are you yeah, a I like to go with guy? the cheese, cheese, cheeseburger. Cheeseburger, you know, if you're going to cheat and and in your food, it has to be something like you know, big and 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 you know, huge. But that's always. Try the cheeseburger with a uh, french fries and lemonade, so always.
Ooh, I love it. Go big or go home with something like that. Hell yeah, Martin. All right, that's beautiful. Now, okay, obviously it's a supersonic double. I mean, there's no question about that. Are we throwing bacon on this bad boy? Uh, yes, yes, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Mustard is, must, is mustard a go? Yes. Okay, okay, so we're going bacon and mustard. Are we doing any of the veggies, or are we just keeping this thing carnivorous? I like to go, yeah, I like to go lettuce and tomato and onion. You know, I don't like pickles much, but... That's uh, the veggies that I like to, you know, uh, eat when I eat a cheeseburger. That's outstanding. This guy's giving some fantastic takes right now. All right, final question for you, Martin, on the food category here. What are we dipping the French fries in? Uh, I like to eat uh, the French fries with uh, cheese, you know, Parmesan cheese and, uh, you know, uh, um, tomato sauce. That's it. Outstanding. Okay, Martin Perez, ladies and gentlemen, with the great food takes up in here. Boys, this is huge. I'll tell you what, I learned a lot. Martin, I appreciate your hamburger takes quite well. Hey, I was going to ask you, you mentioned about playing in the in the, in the the baseball classic, the World Baseball Classic, and, and talk about, you know, you, your roster there in Venezuela is just littered with stars. Talk about the pride that you have of playing for your country and, and what it means to you being a part of that team. You know, that's something that that you always trying to uh, be part of that, you know, be part of your country team because growing up, that's what you're looking for, you know, and, and now I have a chance as a professional baseball player and represent my country. That means a lot for me, you know, and and I think uh, we have in a WhatsApp group and we always, we, we talk every day as a team and, and and I think we're not having many chance to play many games, but if we go out there and we do uh, the little things in baseball, I think we will win, you know, the games that we need. And and, and as a pitcher, we just got to go out there and, and attack the hitters. But we have good team. Um, we have good defense. We have everything. I think uh, our focus is just go out there and compete and, and, and you know, at the end of the night, you're going to have a good result. Well, Martin, it's great to catch up with you as always. Uh, congrats on all your success, and, and best of luck making it two All-Star games in a row. Thank you very much. Okay, I, I, I will do it. Okay, guys. Right on. Okay. Let's go. I love the confidence, and I love the burger. There he is, Martin Perez with you, left-handed a pitcher for the Texas Rangers. He was the Rangers pitcher of the year last year. He, he was. He did a great job, and it was awesome to see the breakout. Okay, uh, when we come back, G-Bag Nation, look at this. It's already 420. Time for the top ten. Willie Bully, where are you taking us? My goodness gracious, it's National Strawberry Day. I got the top ten most delicious fruits. What's your favorite next on the fam? How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. All right, welcome back, Nation. Live spring training. Uh, coverage is brought to you by Sonic. Mm, good. The segment's brought to you by Soda, state-of-the-art, and it is also brought to you by our friends at the Frankels. There's a reason you need a special license to drive a big truck, so companies that hire drivers and put them in a big truck should be held accountable for what happens. won't hurt you, frankly. You need Frankel and Frankel. Consultation's always free, truckwreck.com. Now, uh, here's uh, Zach Wolchuk with his top ten. Thank you very much, General. It is National Strawberry Day. Boy, I've got boy. the top ten fruits. What is your favorite fruit? 877-881-1053 via the truckwreck.com text line, which has been, for the most part, very sweet and positive, but there's always a little bit of negativity. But that's okay. We appreciate it. We appreciate you listening. Now, Brian, you had uh, you were noticing as we're watching the Brewers take on the Royals here from surprise. As the Rangers are playing over at Goodyear, they have a road game today. But you had you, you were noticing something over at first base. Ames, like uh, yeah, the Miguel Garcia is the first base coach. So if you get enough runners on base, it turns into like Dick's Sporting Goods. Like he's <laughs> carrying like everybody's shin guard, elbow pads, thumb guards, all this to gloves. And my man, he couldn't even coach. He couldn't even coach. He couldn't <laughs> wave anybody around. He'd have to drop everything in his hands to kind of get everybody around the base so it's kind of like yeah you just say take off all that protective stuff and just hand it to old miguel and he holds on to it for you you know i think our bad i think our bad boys need to kind of get on the stick a little oh, bit they do. you're Hus- right a little more a little bit yep. more hustle you know this is kind of maybe you know this is spring training for them too you know if you want to be with the big club you got to make sure that Miguel is not carrying everything in the dugout in his arms while he's over there trying to coach. Always scouting, Wazowski. Broadus is always yeah. scouting. Always scouting, yeah. He sure is. Now, before we slide into the top ten here, we did have box office news. Is the very anticipated Cocaine Bear had Ooh. pretty pretty good opening weekend. Finished number two behind Ant Man. And Ant-Man had $32.2 million to top the box office, but that was a big 69.7% nice. fall. Yeah, good number there. In its second weekend. That is the biggest decline ever in a second weekend for a Marvel <laughs> film, eclipsing Black Widow, which had a 67.8% drop. So not good for Ant-Man, but how about Cocaine Bear, which opened at $23.1 million after it was able to steal some viewers away from the Ant-Man Trilogy, I guess, is the third one, the third installment in the Ant Man uh, movies. Now we're over that one. It's an Ant Hill. We're we're considering maybe going to see Cocaine Bear out here. We're, we're, I know Kevin's super excited about it. Mike's not going to join if we go and see it. But I think Cor- Kevin and Corey are down. I think I think Jared's down as well. I think uh, Jared be down, but I, I've heard about stories about him in theaters out here. So yeah, oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah, he's had a good. That's time. a different kind of theater. Yeah. <laughs> Theater, uh, that's right. Theater of the mind. Now we, we, uh, we also. What are I, you doing? I saw the. There's another movie coming out. It looks like people are going to take this cocaine bear thing and start going. Okay, animals on drugs, getting it done. What do we have? We have a meth gator 
Uh, okay. In Florida, of course. Yeah. yeah. I would oh. imagine uh, this thing looks like the, the meth almost like just physically bloats him and turns him into this like giant Godzilla sort of character. Oh, uh, just nice. from the little bits that I've seen. So I was he, thinking the heroin He grows though. a mullet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He grows a mullet like the, the, the cocaine bear. <laughs> Starts keeping his mud hole really clean. <laughs> it's like a, he's a pioneer, this cocaine bear. This is going to be a bit of a trendsetter for the next three or four years. We can expect uh, violent animals on drugs. All right. So as I'm waiting s- for the Spanish version. Yay, yo. Oso, I yeah. believe that's what that would be. Yeah, that's right. You nailed that, my friend. Nice. Well, let's slide into the top ten here on National Strawberry Day, which is delicious fruit. And I've got the top ten best fruits uh, in America. What is your favorite? We got some votes for the pineapple. We got some votes for the apple. And people do love their strawberries here. But as I kick it back to the Pimp Cup and our buddy Lucius Alexander, Lucius, what is your favorite fruit, oh, my yo. friend? Uh, peaches. I like peach-flavored things, like peach soda, peach candies. Yeah, you do. Mm. Yeah, you like yeah. the peaches. I like yeah. to eat peaches. I surely do. Yeah. Peaches and cream. Yeah. yeah. Mango. Apple. Mango in the morning on a weekend. Yeah. Yeah, early That's in the morning. Terrific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good fruit. Yeah, it is. And pears are my favorite right now. Yeah, Not because pears. of how they taste, but because I've lost 15 pounds this year just eating pears. Wow. Yeah, inspiring. Slim and trim. I yeah. do love pears, though. Yeah, man. Pears are good. Is that yeah. just cleaning out, Lucius? Is yeah. that what that is? Yeah, yeah. Cleans off the old pipes. Yeah, okay. Lucius is light on his feet right now. You hear me? <laughs> I'm going to add a few pears, I think. <laughs> yeah, you need to, bro. I need a case of pears. Yeah. A pear and a salad might be nice, you know, instead of cucumbers. Yeah, you can get yeah. it with, like, you put walnuts and, blue, well, you don't like blue cheese, I'm sure, but you it's can get, right. do all that. Like, well, a, a good yeah, pair yeah, of salad, care. strawberries. Don't unfairly and, criticize my guy over here. I know working with the guy, he'll eat a lot of things, but he some things, like, you throw out the, the cheese factor thing, he's not totally into that. There is such a thing as too much blue cheese. I'll just okay. say that. Because it's mold. So it's, like, legitimate. Yeah, it's it's on a it's steak. Like it ain't others. bad, guys. It's not. But what about, like, a wedge salad? You wouldn't get a wedge salad with some blue cheese on it? Oh, heavens, no. I don't know. Of course not. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? That's an idiot thing you would do there. Emmett Smith, 3.8 yards per carry. Blue cheeseburger is good. Blue cheeseburger is good. Whoa, wait, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. All right, wait a minute. We had some things. No lettuce on that. What's up with that? Well, I'm not going to put a lot of blue cheese on there. I'm not going to overwhelm it with blue cheese. Like like my man said, it's mold, okay? And something as powerful as mold like that, you know, a little goes a long way. Yeah, it's good for you. Madame Curie. I don't, I, I'm not I have a no idea cheese. what that means. Madame Curie, she's like the like she's like penicillin to people like that. She's like discovered penicillin. Was she the original uh, Mary Poppins? No, she she's like no. a doctor. She's a scientist. No, she's not. Madame Curie, she <laughs> she dealt with mold, penicillin stuff like that. You know, I uh, I'm actually a big fan of the fig. I like fig newtons. Ooh. I like figs. I've never actually had a fig. I've only oh. had the fig newton. My grandparents had a. Then fig you've tree had a fig while I was growing up as a kid. <laughs> no, not really. They're delicious. Yes, you have. Well, yeah, but you haven't had. He hasn't had like a real fig, like just yeah, the fruit. What's fig Newton? Just fake. The fig Newton's just like a flavor. It probably it's like a it, fig it flavor. might be processed a little bit, Brian. But I'm, I'm talking about the legit fig fruit. Don't give me that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad I'm so, over there. So if That's... I have a strawberry pop tart, I've had a strawberry. 
I think there's some strawberry flavoring in yeah, there. There's right? some flavoring in there. There's for probably sure. some strawberry. Oh, so gonna... we're going to acknowledge there's flavoring in the strawberry pop tart, but we're not in the fig newton. No, there is flavoring in the fig newton. But what I'm saying is that that doesn't mean I've actually had just full on fig before. Right. I've never I gone get to the what fig you're saying. Brian's over there the being crusty the as all hell. I'm just saying he's had a fig. If he's eaten a fig newton, he's had a fig. By all technicality, right. you would be right. Yeah. But he hasn't. And, had the, ca- and the Cowboys have spent a lot of money too in free agency. Oh, hell, <laughs> this guy over he's doing bits. This bleepole's doing bits. <laughs> All right, we got Green Grapes. You're coming in at number 10. By the way, the right fielder just played a ball like oh I would have. Oh, my God. What a loser. Get this guy out of the game. Hey, dude. It's, you, uh, oh, no. We you have a spikes glove. up on that. Jeez. We had a slide into to home plate. Spikes serious. up. Yeah, that was dirty a little bit. But, hey, it ended up being uh, a run, so... Our guy Singleton at number 28 did the right thing. I'm glad they specified green with the green grapes. I think the green grapes are better. Uh, I think the green apple is better. And there's a wide variety of apples out there. Like you could say red apple, green apple. No, there's 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 a lot more to it than just yeah. that. But like the, the tartness of the green apple, the tartness of the green grape, to me, wins me over 10 times out of 10. Ooh, we got to vote for pomegranate. Don't give me that. Seven. Granny Smith bull. Oh, you don't Why like not? Smith. I, I like the tartness of the of the of the green apple. I tell you what, Gavin. Isn't Granny Smith the green apple? I thought yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, okay. They don't give me any of that oh, honey crisp. Okay. What, what, what are we concept? doing over here I now? Green apple was green what apple. are we doing? I thought just the green apple was a green apple. Every no, food Smith. take you have is now out. It's it's gone forever, bro. Out. Okay. Just All keep right. asking your Sonic questions. You, you know? should have seen how quickly he just inhaled this hot dog. The monster dog. That was impressive, bro. I appreciate that. I was that. like, wow, that's gone. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, commercial breaks, dude. You would have we passed have to... Brian's test from last week. It took like 30 seconds. <laughs> this dude just shut the wiener down. That's true. He was looking for a second you didn't date. You choke Steve. on that, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> second date? I wonder why Brian has texted me by myself. And said, what do you got going on tonight? Yeah. What room are you oh, in? Yeah. <laughs> sharing a room with Wolchuk. Number Come nine. Join. Yeah, we ended up sharing rooms. That was uh, that was a bit of a surprise. That was the, we that thought was we had individuals. <laughs> that was the second surprise surprise. Yeah. It's uh, part of your us, rookie initiation. Ross so. didn't bring his scouting bag, and I stood there like a schmuck. The girl told me, uh, no, you're not on the list. You don't have a room. You can leave the same way you came out. And then I backdoored it and went to Wolchuk's room. And it was fun. We had two oh. beds. That's mm. all I cared about. But not like it would have been an issue if we had had one. We've no. been there before. Absolutely. All right, number nine is Peaches. There you go, Lucius. Way too low. Number uh, pe- Yeah, Peaches are fire. Number eight, we've got the Cherries. I'm so uh, anti-cherry. With, with Pitts in him, no. Sorry, Sonic. I love everything about you. I'm not eating the cherry. Okay, number eight, we've got oranges. Wow, that's the, that's questionable thought on your part. Your yeah, ball's on seems fire. Like everything is. Yeah, I don't know. You uh, punish that foot long hot dog. Thank no God problem, for the though. angel Kevin Dawson on my left shoulder because I got a devil on my right one, and he's bald and he's a bleep hole. Number seven, we've got apples. This one, this one doesn't specify which color, so it could be Granny Smith. It could be the the crisps. That's too generic for me. Now, don't get me wrong. I clearly don't know my way around the names of clearly. these apples. You don't know what is. I thought the green apple was the green apple. I thought the honey crisp was red. Is I the thought the Granny Smith was, was, was red, but uh, yeah, I think they're generalizing the apple too much because if you've had a red apple and a green apple, they're two different fruits. Okay, number six is the, the orange grape. Or the uh, the purple grape. I don't. I'm colorblind. I'm sorry. Orange it's, grape. It's the what? Grape. Oh, okay. Purple grape. Yeah. I like okay. orange grapes yeah. the best. It's fine. Have you ever had those? Really freaks you out when you first. It's called the kumquat. <laughs> yeah, that's the kumquat. It, Have you had the uh, cotton candy grapes? Those yeah. are excellent. Yeah, yeah. those are excellent. Throw them in the freezer for a while, so they're yes. nice and cold. Yes, yes. yes. The yeah. cotton so candy good. Next to the thin mints. They're like, aren't they bigger, Lucius? Aren't they a little bit like they pumped them? Steroid grapes. They might be. 
but they pack them with flavor. Number five, we got the mangoes. Sounds like a great wrap. The mango? <laughs> mm-hmm. I like the mango, too. I haven't, okay. I haven't heard raspberry yet, though. Don't worry. You're going to like what number one is. Number four is the watermelon. Watermelon that's is... Uh, too, that's criminally low. No, watermelon's got a number one for me. I'll tell you what. I went to this juice spot that'll just, like, juice out a bunch of watermelon juice for you, and you can just drink it, and it was outstanding to die for. Wow. Like, more flavor. You know the watermelon... It kind of, you wish the flavor that it had was more potent. Like, it's a good flavor, but it's yeah, a little bit rum in it. Yeah, better, yeah. But when they juice oh. it and you're just drinking watermelon juice, okay. it is just flavorful as can I be. would love that. The 972 just Great for hydration, in. too. Yeah, it oh, is. It, it okay. is. Pro tip. 972 just texted in plums, and I do love a good plum. Brian, uh, uh, stop your nonsense. Plums are nice. Plums are real good. There we go. Yeah. Number three is the pineapple. You are akin to the plum. I am into the plums. Number two is strawberries. Smuggling plums. On National Strawberry Day. But number one, here you go, Br- Mr. Gavin Dawson and Brian Broaddus and Eric Giafalo. Mm. It's the berries. Oh, just generalizing the berries and as Lucia's well? And Lucius like that as well. well. Berries are incredible. But it doesn't oh, specify like raspberry, like blackberry, blue. blueberries. Yeah. It's just berries in general. Stupid good. Taste-wise, the raspberry is the oh, top berry. Have we, have we determined that if you're in the wild that you're going to eat the wrong berries and we get sick and you, die? You're going to die. Yeah. Very likely. I'm yeah. just not going to even pick the trees. Yeah, yeah I'm going to be yeah. looking for the fig trees. Those, the, the, the red ones that are on like holly trees, that, that's the easy one to remember. You know, they uh, look oh, amazing. Like death? Yeah, they are pure death, I yeah. believe. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go tinkle. Thank you, old Chuck. <laughs> Did you see what Steven said about Dak's contract and what they got to have a plan to do with it? It's coming up next, the nation. We are live at Surprise Stadium here in Surprise, Arizona. It's at Surprise Stadium on Twitter, by the way, if you want to follow it. Home of Rangers Spring Training right here on your home of the Rangers. Excited to be here and see what these guys have to bring to the table. They've been whooping up on the Reds cross town here today, so we've been watching the Royals play the uh, Brewers. Uh, and uh, the Cowboys are talking to reporters at the Combine, which has made a lot of news today. We will have coming up here at 5 o'clock, top of the hour, the top 10 storylines to track uh, at the Combine that have to do with the Cowboys. And last week, we discussed the best plan for managing Dak's cap number and the contract. And it appears the Cowboys are tipping their hand. Now, if you remember last week, we got in a pretty heated debate about what the Cowboys should do. And, um, you know, I, I think half of us said, well, just let them play this year out. You know, quit pushing money into the future. And I said, well, you got to choose one of them to try to give yourself the best chance possible to win uh, big this year. You know, I, I, you have so many good players, so much talent. Um, that's what I would do. But what Stephen Jones said today was quite interesting. We've got to have a plan ultimately to extend Dak. He was asked about the $49 million cap hit that will be coming up this season, and that's where he went first. Not, well, we got to restructure it and see where we go, but ultimately extend Dak. I guess that could be this year or, or next offseason. But to me, he has not wavered, guys. Stephen Jones and I believe both Jones boys are, are pretty committed to the idea of Dak for the next decade or so. How's that make you feel? Well, it's certainly not a surprise. It's it makes me feel like they are comfortable with the where with where they're at, and they think they're closer to Super Bowl prominence than maybe the rest of us think they are. I guess the only way this really works is one: if they throw caution to the wind and say, "Yes, our quarterback's eating up a fair amount of our cap, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and uh, and and we're going to still build around him and put money on," you know. 
in, in the roster and build around him, or they're waiting for the cap to go up so much, and in four years maybe the impact of Dak's contract is not very big, and it becomes one of these things where, okay, now you can build around him a little bit more. Like, are you more likely to, in three years, put a better team around him when the cap goes up and maybe his cap hit isn't affecting the cap near as much, and now, okay, now we can build around him, and at that point, He's closer to the twilight of his career than anything else. I don't know, but it, to me, it just it, it just rings that hey, we're comfortable winning ten to twelve games in the regular season, and if we make the playoffs, we think we have a good as chance of anybody who is in the dance. A lot of the things Stephen Jones said uh, when it comes to Dak, I agree with, and I always have in terms of his leadership ability, his intangibles, his work ethic. Nobody's ever questioned that, and, and Dak is a good quarterback, and and he's proven that. But he does need more help around him. And the question is, are the Cowboys going to actually do that in terms of put all the team-building resources at their disposal to put a contending and all-in type of team together? Or will it continue to be, all right, we're going to free up some money, we're going to extend, but we're going to put that into, we're going to re-sign C.D. Lamb, we're going to re-sign Trayvon Diggs, we're going to keep our own, that's how we're going to continue to improve this football team, and then it's just going to be drafting. Because if you look in the mirror, that hasn't gotten the job done. So at some point, they got to look at as a front office and say, are we doing ourselves, are we doing enough to help Dak and this football team? Because right now the answer is no. What do you think about this, Brian? Can we take it to the bank that Steven's saying that means Dak is going to get an extension here pretty soon? I have a feeling. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I that, that's you know their their plan is to to extend Dak. I mean, just talking to some people, you know, in the organization, it was you know that's where they're at. Maybe I, this I, off season. I I don't know if it's this off season. We'll we'll see. I know that you know him talking about that they have to have a plan in place. I, I this is this now. Once you make this extension, now it's now you now you're tied to Dak. And it's going to be about, okay, did we do enough to get players around Dak or is it the head coach? And so it's not going to be Dak's fault anymore here because they're, they're tied to him. So it's, it's, about, you know, it's about Mike McCarthy and it's about the players that they draft and, you know, and those guys. Because it, once, once you make that extension, you know, he's your guy. And, you know, unless, now some teams have taken some massive cap hits and moved on from guys, but – but once you extend Dak, you're that's your guy. You better figure out the roster, and you better figure out uh, you know what's going on with your head coach. Last time they they really um, you know had a sticking point of five and four years, and Dak really wanted a four year deal so this thing could come up again, and you know he could try to cash in again. Um, what would you what would your reaction be if you're the organization, and and he want like I would say look. Mahomes is the best, and he did 10 years with the Chiefs to give them maximum flexibility. He's still getting $45 million a year. Can you work with it? Can we do something together? Yeah, the, the problem you're running into is, like, Dak bet on himself, and rightfully so. Yeah. They had a chance to go do this thing for, like, $28 million, you know, and they waited, and now it's a $40 million deal. You think Dak's going to give you any kind of discount now on this thing? 
No, man, him and his agent Todd France. Well, Brady, played, they, Brady did. Uh, he ain't Mahomes Brady. did he much ain't better beat, quarterback. Yeah, not, well, then you got to ask yourself as a team if yeah. we're getting no breaks and no yeah, flexibility you're not gonna get any here. Break. That has you're, to. You're, you're kidding yeah. yourself if you think he's going to give you a break. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd hope after that deal, 160 million dollars, yeah. and being yeah. a, a star quarterback for nine years, you might start to think of how can I win a championship here, not how can I prove to everybody that I belong with the elite paid. You guys. know, you, you, you. The other day, well. When this whole thing went down with Tank Lawrence and the extension for him and all that, yeah, and he said basically, "This ain't, ain't my problem. This is Stephen Jones' problem." Yeah, you know, and I don't expect you know I don't expect Todd France or Dak Prescott to give you any break on this. Yeah, you know the way they negotiate the last and hey, rightly so, good for them. They held the Cowboys' feet to the fire, and what happened? Paid off for him. You yeah. know, they had to, they they overpaid for a quarterback that's probably worth. Somewhere right now between you know twenty eight and thirty million dollars. Well, if I'm Dak, I say back. I don't trust you guys to do with that extra money something that's really going to push this team Amen. over the top. What, yeah. what kind of promises can you make Absolutely. that if I do this, we're going to get X, Y, and Z? And the yeah. elephant in the room is you have a guy in Micah Parsons who's going to be coming up, and his agent is David Mulligetta. Yeah. And what did he just do? He just got Deshaun Watson a fully guaranteed contract last year that had not been seen in the NFL. Yeah. What do you think he's going to get for the best defensive player, arguably, in the National Football League? He'll reset the market, and he deserves it. He, he'll reset the market, and he, I have no problem giving that guy well, like 2% better than the guy that came before him on the contract. Well, the, 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 the get ready for Nick Bosa in San Francisco. Sure, well, that's I'll, the one, that's, I'll match that, no that, problem. That's going to be your $30 million non-player well, right there. Yeah. 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 He's we'll going to surpass for Micah. Yeah. we got to run Nation live in Surprise, Arizona. 10 biggest cowboy storylines at the combine is next year on the fan the national sales event is on at your toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car like a legendary camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive you can count on your new camry to get anywhere you need to go and with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen you can stay connected in comfort and style or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theatre in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheatre.com.